You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked On Seminoles, brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, low prices, rockauto.com. Do it yourself, because I know you can. I'm your host, Max, and joining me, I've got a full house yet again for two days in a row. I got Drake, and I got Dave. Gentlemen, how are we? Max, we're doing just as good as we were an hour ago when we recorded the last episode. Yeah, I am still looking at a screen that literally has colored lines, so I can't watch my baseball game, but it's probably for the best. Max, I'm doing great. Really breaking the fourth wall there, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Folks, happy Tuesday, and thanks for spending it with us. If it is your first time here, welcome. Well, you know the drill. We love Florida State. We're three alumni that like to give our mostly unfiltered opinions until they get really ridiculous. Then we filter them a bit. If it's your 150th time here, welcome back. Regardless of how many times you've listened to us, make sure you hit that follow button on Apple Pods or subscribe on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to us on. That way, you know, we pop up in your uh, your feed every single day. We got episodes five days a week. We're pumped for football. We're hoping you're pumped. I know Drake's pumped. I know Dave's pumped. I know Stacy's pumped. I know Holly's pumped. We got a great show for y'all today. We're going to talk about the defensive depth chart. If you haven't caught our episode about the offensive depth chart, give that a listen. You can do it before. You can do it after. Up to you. But that's what we talked about yesterday. Uh, we're going to run through this at our, you know, the leisurely pace at which we run through things. So after that, if we have time, we're going to talk about which players we're most excited each of us to see this year. But guys, let's dive into defense. Let's let's just let's let's get to it let's start making the donuts i would like to start top to bottom as you're looking at the field from the offensive side is that cool go safeties down the line or do you guys want to go line up to safeties let's do safeties down the line i like i like that better i do too. so drake why don't you start cuz i think you're probably the most the highest on this defensive backfield let's keep it just to the safeties though who do you who do you project as our safety as our starters there, and what kind of impact do you think they're going to have on the field this year? So I think you have obviously Jamie Robinson, uh, probably starting off from the back safety, the strong safety side. I think he definitely is going to be the leader of that defense, uh, similar to how we had Lamarcus Joyner back in 2013 and 2012. He probably was he's going to be so good back there. I'm actually super excited for for his ability to be just be covering the ball. He's quick, he's fast, also he's physically strong. There's a few clips up there. While he was at South Carolina, just popping, popping people over the middle, dissolving the ball. So I'm very excited for that. And the other one, I might have a surprise pick here because we haven't heard much about him. I don't know whether it's injury-related or not, but I think Renardo Green on the other side too as well is going to be great. And I wouldn't be surprised if we had a third safety back there, kind of that mix of a safety cornerback hybrid of Akeem Dent, who I think he actually is better in that sort of like open field coverage area where he's not man-on-man. On man. Because I feel that he – He's been a little bit of a letdown since he came to Florida State. He was the last, I think he was the last five-star that we actually had committed until Travis Hunter committed himself. But I think those three right there in the backfield are going to be really essential to this team moving forward. Well, what good journalism, because you didn't name the guy that I wanted to name and who I'm really excited about. Travis J. assuming he's healthy this year, I really think he can be the kind of safety that ends up drafted in the first couple of rounds. He has all the talent in the world. He looks the part. He's 6'2", 200. He can be imposing, and I am really looking forward to seeing him back there. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 
the other safety spot, yeah, J- Jamie Robinson. Is he going to play safety or is he going to be in the slot? I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I've got Jamie Robinson. I, I think of him as a nickelback, so I don't mind naming him in the safeties there. I think we'll see a lot of three high looks with this team. Yeah, I'm going to side with with Drake, with Drake with Dave there. I think that Travis Jay is a very exciting prospect. We, we've heard about how great he can be, unfortunately, due to whatever the academic situation was, I guess, two years ago. We didn't get to see him on the field. I think last year we saw flashes of him and and it was pretty exciting. I think he's a great one in the safety spot. I think Jamie Robinson, he is sort of your nickelback, your hybrid corner safety type. Another name we haven't talked about is Jadarius Green McKnight, four-star prospect that we just signed, almost a top 200 guy. I think, yeah, he was at 219th nationally. He's 5'11", 218 pounds. We don't have a ton of depth at that position. I mean, really at safety, we've got... Brendan Gant, we've got Travis Jay, we've got Renardo Green, who you mentioned, and then we've got Jarquez McClellan, who he's a transfer from Arkansas, as we've talked about, not uh, not someone we're super high on. So I, I feel like we could probably see Green McKnight pushing for some playing time and at least being a rotational guy during the season. Yeah, I just personally see maybe more Jadaris Green McKnight probably being in a reserve role, and I probably honestly – I think he's gotten a lot bigger. I think he was like 200 flat when he actually committed to Florida State. And I think now he's – what did you say he was up from a site, like 218, almost 220? Yeah, they have him at 28, listed at 218. So, he, he, honestly, he's probably bigger than that at this point if you saw the picture from the other day. So, I'm pretty sure – I personally see him more as a linebacker role because the linebacking core is probably one of our weakest spots, even though David Hale, for some reason, thinks we have a top 10 linebacking core in the conference, which I don't list Paul, that guy's an idiot. Top 10 in the conference. There's there's only 14 linebacking Yeah, we're number eight, though. I mean, we've, we've seen this team with the linebacking core. They're, <laughs> they're, they're not particularly strong. But I I see Jadarian Green McKnight as a, as a linebacker. Uh, Brendan Gann, I think, is really good. The problem is I think he has a lot of issues with coverage. And also, once he goes one direction, it's hard for him to turn a little bit because he, do, he does go for the hit. That's why I call him boomstick. But I do think that Travis J. I, he kind of actually forgot. Like I, I completely forgot about him, which actually is typically I like Travis J. a lot too as well. But I think Renardo Green, I think stylistically and talent wise, has the ability to actually to, to be a special talent at safety. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. So uh, I think those are we have some options for starter depth is going to be interesting. But I don't know if I don't know. I mean, you don't look. You don't need a ton of depth at safety. It's not offensive line. Like you, you should expect your starting safeties to play the vast majority of the snaps during that game. So I'm not like, it's not like the, it's not like other positions where it's like, Oh, if we don't have a three deep at free safety and then a three deep at strong safety, we're screwed. So I think we're, we're probably in a decent spot there. Let's move down to cornerbacks though, which again, will look a little different in the defense that we're thinking about running, but Dave, I know you're excited about this position. So who do you have penciled in as your number one cornerback? Who else do you think will get starter level snaps out there? And what kind of impact do you think that they're going to have on this team? All right, I'm not going to tell you who my number one cornerback is because I'm going to talk about somebody who I'm the absolute most excited to see. And we've talked about this in the offseason. It's something that's re- – it's hard to get excited during the offseason. But Jarvis Brownlee, that man plays with the kind of reckless abandon in terms of effort. I think this offseason I called him like Bob Sanders, right? That guy hits so damn hard for somebody that clocks in at what is he 180 pounds, 5'11? Yep. Those aren't huge, those aren't huge measurements, but good God, does that guy love hitting? And I want that kind of effort and intensity out there. So I expect him to be starting at one of the spots. Opposite him, we have Akeem Dent, who I I mean, like you said, he was the last five star. And I think if he reached, I think he could reach his potential. And 
he didn't perform last year like we had expected, but I still think that talent hasn't gone anywhere, and I expect a lot out of him. We also have Jerry and Jones, and I'm, I think Drake, you'll probably talk about him. I, I, I mean, we have, we have three really good options at the cornerback position in those three, and Brownlee is easily the most exciting to me. So Brownlee, to me, is definitely going to be your number two corner. I think the way the kid plays, he plays it with that dog mentality. He definitely he's not afraid of anybody, whether he's, they're, he's big, they're bigger than him. He loves to hit people. And he also has really good ball hawking skills. And I think Bob Sanders actually is a very appropriate comp for him. Even though I think my number one corner is Brandon Moore, the transfer from UCF. He was a – Really? Yeah. He was actually projected before his injury, his knee injury, actually, ironically. But he was projected to be a early second to mid-second round pick. He has the ball skills, and also from apparently from practice practices, he's definitely is the number one corner option going forward. And then for number three, I probably I love Jerry and Jones. I think Jerry and Jones to me battled a high. Like, I think he had a high ankle, ankle sprain for the majority of the year last year, and I definitely think that he's definitely he's gone past that. The rehab has gone well, and we definitely see can see his athleticism moving forward. So I will have kind of those three, and then. Well, Max, when you were saying that how we're not going to be, we don't need that much depth for safety and corner. I think you're going to see a lot of people like tuning in, turning in and out, like going, you know, from depth for depth wise for depth wise, because we need to keep the team fresh. And I think we have so much talent at DB that we're able to, you know, for for corner and safety to you know keep everyone fresh, keep everyone moving, keep everyone going on the field. So I think that's definitely going to be a good thing to watch for. Yeah, I think we have a lot of depth at this position. When I think of the number one cornerback, uh, I I again have Jamie Robinson there as a nickelback. I put that more in the cornerback position. I also think that one name that didn't get mentioned that is a pretty important part of this will be a pretty important part of this defense is Miko Dotson. He doesn't have the pass defense skills that we expected. Obviously he was coming out of FAU being the nation's leader in interceptions, but I think he's a really good piece in the run game. He sheds blocks. Well, he comes downhill quickly and he is a good hitter. It's going to be interesting to me and I know I, I guess we're supposed to be naming guys, but I, I, I'm not going to name them here because I'm not sure. I think when you have Jerry and Jones, Akeem Dent, and Brandon Brendan Moore, I think that they all sort of – they're very similar and they're all very talented. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see how those three fight for playing time. I don't know if – I don't know if any of them have – the size to play that boundary corner role when you get into the red zone, they're all a little short. Akeem six one. Brownlee, Brownlee, and uh, and Jamie are both five eleven. And I know it's you know you're talking two inches, but two inches makes a big difference when you're trying to play the boundary in the red zone because you're gonna have guys that are six foot five. They're gonna be throwing either. 50-50 balls. They might try to throw it back shoulder. You need someone that can stick to them like White on Rice. So I think you'll look for. Uh, one of the taller guys to go in there, probably Akeem didn't cover the boundary in the red zone. And, and the point I'm getting at is I think we have about five or six pieces in this position that can all play pretty important roles situationally. Uh, but I agree with both of you and who you guys put in your top two of Jamie, Bam, and Akeem Dent, or top three, sorry. And Akeem Dent, I think, are, are probably my top three as well. The only issue I have with Miko Dotson is for one, I mean, he's listed at 5'10 and a half. I kind of have the belief that he's more maybe five nine, and also he's coming off a severe hip surgery from last year, and we have no idea what the player he's coming back. So I just don't think he's going to get as much playing time. And also, if you remember correctly from the UNC game, he got burned repeatedly. So I hope he comes back, you know, fully healthy, and because he definitely he showed that he can be a really good ball hawk at FAU. Because like you said, he did lead the country in picks. I just don't know, and I don't have enough. What's the word? I don't know how he's going to come back with the injury. So that's kind of why I left him off my list. 
Yeah, no, no, ab- absolutely. And, and and like I said, I, I don't think he is in any way a great piece in coverage. I think he's a first down cornerback. I think he's a lot better. We saw him against North Carolina and Notre Dame had four tackles in each game. Um, and he was a good solid run defender, but you're right. I don't, I would much rather have one of those other four guys covering the pass. I just, I think he's going to be an important rotational piece to you know, look, like you said, you got to give your cornerbacks a break on a very obvious running down, you know, bring Akeem Dent and Brandon Moore and let him get some water on the sidelines you have a capable block shutter and a capable hitter in Miko Dotson for those situations. Well, and the good news here, I'll put a little bow on this for you. Aside from Miko Dotson, everyone we named was underclassmen. This is an extremely young position group, and there's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, and we, exactly, have, we, didn't exactly right. Maury, we didn't even mention Demori Tate, who we I think right. is coming back from injury, though. But he's definitely – he was the number one corner that we had signed. He, he was on – was, he was literally like an inch away from grabbing a pot, his fifth star. So I think that's yep. someone that – our DBs are really damn good. We just hopefully need to show out. And I think Marcus Woodson's done a really, really good job with that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how we, how we move forward with that. Yep. Yeah. A lot of great guys, a lot of great young guys. It's, it's going to be really exciting to see what we do at that position on the field. Cause I think it's easily our best position on defense, but folks, like we say pretty much every time there's a way to make sports more fun. And that is to put a little bit of action on it. And it makes you get a little more excited. I don't know about betting on the Olympics because with the 12-hour time zone, things get a little wonky, but I do know about betting on NCAA football futures. So, gentlemen, we have another betonline.ag line of the day, and wouldn't you know it, there is a new favorite on the betonline.ag website for Heisman, and I want to hear y'all's takes on this. So where are you guys sending your money for Heisman? Right now, JT Daniels, since the last time I checked, which admittedly was a couple of weeks ago, has moved over Spencer Rattler into the favorite spot at plus 500. We've got Spencer Rattler at plus 700. Bryce Young at plus 1,000. CJ Stroud at 1,100. We got DJ Uangalele at 1,100. And I think probably closing it out, we've got Sam Howell at plus 1,400. Who are y'all putting your money on today if you had to to win the Heisman Trophy? I'll, I'll tell you this. For the same reason that Sam Howell's not winning it, JT Daniels not winning it. Georgia, you, you have to be on a team that is going to compete for a national championship, I think, to win the Heisman. Or realistically, I think so. And I don't expect Georgia to be doing that yet again. And Sam Howell at UNC, don't expect him to be doing that. I Drake, unlike you, I think DJ Uyunglele is going to have a great year. And I think he's a good value pick at that. But as much as I hate him, Spencer Rattler's probably going to win that. Yeah, I'm going to stick with what I said like a few weeks ago. I don't like taking preseason favorites, especially with someone that like JT Daniels. I, even though I do think Georgia actually will be in the CFP this year, I think their defense is going to be top again. JT Daniels like showed out, showed out last year I think when he actually finally got a starting role because I think Kirby Smart was finally realizing that, hey, like I need a quarterback to win some games. I can't just be – one that's you know, not five foot seven is also helpful. <laughs> I mean, that definitely is very, very helpful with that. But to me, I think what you said, DJ, I, I just don't, I see him like having a lot of growing pains this coming year, especially with only, he has Justin Ross, but I don't know who, who are his other wide receivers. If you can name him, please, I would love for you to come on my mentions or Dave you can tell me right now if you know him. I do. He it's uh, probably, it's four to five stars. That's what it yeah, is. It's four to five <laughs> stars. But I think my value pick is still B. John Robinson, the running back over at Texas. And I think that's someone that definitely will watch out for, especially with Steve Sarkeesian, who made Najee Harris look like a damn god. So I will go with that still. 
Okay. Bijan Robinson sitting at plus 2,000. If you don't speak gambler, that's 20 to 1 odds. I like that pick. I'm going to say very quickly, I think there's three things at play here that you have to consider when you're going to pick a Heisman Trophy winner to bet on this early in the year, because we all know it's a lot more than stats. I think you have to consider with JT Daniels, Georgia. It's a it is a school not known for quarterback play. It's a school that's still perceived despite the evolutions they've made as an old school offense. So if you put up strong numbers at Georgia, it looks a little better than if you put up strong numbers at another school. Spencer Rattler, you know, that kid in high school that was popular just because the other popular kids said he was popular and you weren't sure why he was popular. Spencer Rattler, he'll have great stats, but he'll get that effect. Oklahoma's won, what, two of the last five Heismans. And then I think DJ Uwe I wonder if there is going to be sort of a a benefit of the doubt or or sort of a a little bit more love given to him because people feel bad that Trevor never got to win the Heisman is probably arguably the best quarterback to not win a Heisman trophy. So those would be the three things I'd be thinking about in my head as I was looking at this bet. But whatever you decide to go with, go to betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON when you make your account. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that, folks, is how you make a pick without actually naming somebody. And speaking of getting our money's worth, let's keep moving on to the defense because we now have to go down into the box. So do you guys want to... Do you guys want to just go ahead and get linebackers out of the way? I know that's kind of a yeah. You know I love yeah, it. You know so I love so remember, it. remember. Let me let me let me preface this. There is going to be a blurred line here, a la Robin Thick, because we are doing a depth chart, not a position preview. But I think with linebackers, it's going to kind of bleed over to that. So let's uh, let's start with Dave. Let's get into who your starters are going to be, and if you want to just vent a little about the linebackers, I'm I really can't blame you for it. Max, last week you asked me which position group I'm most excited to see do something or like most wanting to see. Hashtag do something. Hashtag do something. And it's it the linebackers, man. When is the last time you felt like good that for a year, not for a game, for a year, this position group was going to be able to be like decent even. I'm not even going to say good. I'll admit, I know, I know a lot of them went in the draft and stuff, but even in even in like 2013, I still felt like the linebackers were the biggest liability on defense. Given back then, it was where we going to beat teams by 30 or 50, but I still like, I don't know. I, I just feel like our linebackers have never been, I mean, we've always kind of in all of our opinions sort of been DBU. I, it feels like we've always had strong pass rushers until the last two or three years. But yeah, I don't know. It's like the linebackers have always to me kind of felt like, the offensive line of the defense where even when they're pretty good, the rest of the unit, the rest of the defense is so much better that I still feel like that's I, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Cause literally, I mean, that, the, that national championship, we had Jalen Ramsey who was coming off the bench. We had Darby Lamarcus mm-hmm. Joyner, And then for the, the line we had, I think Demarcus Walker, I think was a freshman that year, but didn't yep. play. We had Eddie Goldman, Timmy Jernigan, and then, Linebacking, we still had Stupid. Calvin Smith and Terrence what's, Smith. What, what's and what's his Jones. name? We had uh, we had Mario. We had Mario Edwards. We had Mario Edwards too. Yeah, Chris Casher was an animal. Like we don't even think about him, but you look yeah. at his stats. He was right. a monster on the defensive line. Yeah, they're just they're, they're, yeah. Literally, just, they're just literally just the middle child. They just need, as much as you know they can do well in our eyes. Like we're just not going to see them because we have shinier toys in the in the defensive backfield and also right. at the front line. So, but this is not now, that I'll, case. I mean, this linebacking core is it, it leaves a lot to be desired. All that being said, I will take an average year. And I will – look, 
Emmett Rice is a nice linebacker. He's decent, right? I don't know that he's elite. I don't know how much burn he would have gotten on our national championship team or if he would have been in the too deep, but he's going to be our best linebacker this year. Now, Stephen Dix looks the part, right? I mean, dear God, if you saw that picture that came out this past week, he looks like a Hall of Fame linebacker. If he can, if he can play half to that, then we'll have a pretty decent linebacking core. But setting aside Emmett Rice, I really don't know what to expect. So um, the problem with Emmett Rice, which I would have definitely picked that, I have no idea what's up with him right now. Because if you remember correctly from the spring game, he either tore his knee or he had a fractured tibia or like he had so many conflicting reports there. He's not healthy. So we have no idea until train camp starts that where he's at recovery-wise. So so I'm going to put him to the side because that, that would be definitely starting number one because he – if you saw by the end of the year, like this is why I kind of have a little bit of faith in Chris Marv where he definitely took Emmett Rice and he got to a, actually a solid player by the end of the year. So for me, it's going to be Steven Dixon's number one because I think he has the potential to be there because he won. You're right. He looks the part. The issue is now, can you actually be, are you able to fill your gaps correctly and can you understand the playbook? And then number two, I don't want him there. I personally want him coming off the edge. It's going to be Amari Gaynor at the second spot. Um, even though I think he's kind of a liability in coverage, but I would rather have him going after the passer. But I, I just think that's how they, they, they are set in their ways to having him a linebacker. So give me, give me Dix and then give me Gainer. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have much more to add about the linebackers. I think it's Amari Gainer. I think it's Dix. I think it's Lundy. I think we're just going to have to see who steps up. Uh, we're going to have to see who's improved. I think that both Dix and Lundy, Dix more so, are both athletic. They both look the part. And it really comes down to how much have they learned the linebacker position over the last eight months? Because again, as we said in our position preview, freshman mistakes are excusable for freshmen, but this year you can't be making freshman mistakes. You, you can't have one player be responsible for 75 yard touchdown runs because they can't keep a simple containment run fit and whoever it is that that's it. So yeah, I guess if I was going to name my starters, it's definitely Steven Dix. It's probably Amari Gaynor. We got to see where Emmett Rice is at, but boy, we just, it, it, I just, I, I do not want to see like the DeKalen Brooks of the world out there. I think that, you know, if we have to rely on like Cortez Andrews at linebacker, we're in trouble. Uh, we, we really, we really need to see improvement. And hey, Leonard, Leonard Warner is still here, Max. Did you know that? That's I would honestly back. rather have Cortez Andrews play than DJ Lundy at linebacker. I think DJ Lundy, in my personal opinion, should switch over to fullback. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, again, it's going right. to come down. If yeah, if he, if he, I'll say this about DJ Lundy, I am really excited for what he brings athletically. But if he hasn't learned the position better, then yeah, it's he needs to move because again, we can't spend another year doing the youth. We talked about the youth movement. We talked about the effort movement. And as I reminded y'all yesterday, last year's team was really, really bad, but effort isn't going to cut it this year. This year, I'm going to be judging people based off of performance, plain and simple. We can move on from linebackers. Let's go down to defensive line. I, I'd like to start if that's okay. Uh, no. Okay. There's two guys I'm really excited about, and then y'all can take it away because uh, whatever. But this is the one position I'm very, very excited about. I'm really excited about Jermaine Johnson. And I had a phone call yesterday with a source of sorts who is close with uh, Fabian Lovett's grandfather and was giving me some insight. And after that conversation, apparently Fabian is like, he is like mentally on a different level, according to his family this year, like he is ready to go. He's ready to try to make some money. And I think if he can put in that level of effort and listen to, you know, what our 
well, I don't know, very, very, very proven defensive line coaches are telling him, I think he could be a really good piece too. So those are the two D linemen that I hope to see in the starting lineup and I'm, I'm really excited about. Jermaine Johnson's an obvious one. That, that's the best defensive lineman we've had a true rush defensive end in a long time. Setting that aside, you know, Robert Cooper, man, we are lucky to have a player that good who you didn't even mention. Like, I, I don't know how you can not have him starting. He was good last year. Well, remember, I said two best. names. That was just my two names that I'm Okay. He, yeah, yeah. He, he, he may be the best interior defensive lineman we have. And aside from him, if you remember late last year, I think it was Dennis Briggs that came on. Didn't he come back, like, after opting out? And he opted he did, back yeah, in. yeah. And, and had some pretty good games, he, if I remember correctly. He, he played his ass off. Like, he was a valuable addition to the team. And if we could see that kind of intensity and production out of him – this year, we're going to have a pretty good interior of our defensive line. So I'm with you guys. I think Jermaine Johnson is going to probably be the star of this defense. He, I mean, he had in reserve role last year, George. I think he had at least like, what, five sacks, which to me, if you're, if you're fighting for sacks in the SEC and you continuously get the quarterback and also get QB hurries, that's something we badly need right now. I like Dennis Briggs a lot. I'm just really I, – I have a lot of stake, and I know he's a freshman. I am a huge fan of Joshua Farmer. I think he's definitely changed his body a little bit. He's got he's gone massive since he's got actually got gotten here. And I can definitely see, I think by the end of the year, he's gonna be slotted next to your boy Fabian Lovett. And Fabian Lovett to me, and I think he looks great. I, I am actually super excited about that. And I think on the other side, I think I like Robert Cooper a lot. I just really hope that he I think that he just need he's not gonna start. I that's that's more my thing because I think you're gonna have Kier Thomas, Max's boy, also sliding in there because he has more of that experience. But I really think that we're in a much better trouble with our line. So I kind of will go with probably from left to right, Johnson, love it, farmer, and then Thomas. So I think that's kind of where I sit at. And I, I wish they put Amari Gaynor on the other side because I think he actually can get to the quarterback because his cover skills are extremely lacking. But that's kind of how I see this, this season starting out. Yeah, and I think we've got a lot of good rotational pieces as well. I know we're talking starters, but we we can't discount Robert Cooper coming in as probably getting close to starter level reps. I think that that transfer that we got from Alabama State is going to be a good like first, second, or well, I guess defensive line. That's more important. Maybe a third down kind of breather piece. Just again, like we talked about, he's not starting, but he'll add some depth in there. These big boys get tired. Uh, being able to put Amari Gaynor at the Fox position, have him coming off the edge on some downs. I think we're in a really, really good spot this year. We don't have, just quite frankly, we don't have the big name of a Marvin Wilson this year. And I think that we're going to be a lot better off anyway. I think that the as a whole, the defensive line is in a great spot. But folks, if your car is not in the same spot as our defensive line, some things are rattling around and, it's reminding you more of our linebacking core than the guys we have up front. Well, you probably need to fix a few things. And to do that, you're going to need some parts. So whatever your auto parts needs are, make sure you go to rockauto.com. Big selection, low prices, phenomenally easy to navigate. All the stuff that you could want saves you a trip to the store. It gets shipped right to your door. So check out rockauto.com. Let them know Locked On sent you. All right, guys, for our final segment here, before we get out of this uh we get out of this here Zoom call and we go about our merry way. I want to talk about both sides of the ball from each of you. Who is the player you are most excited about on offense? And who is the player you are most excited about on defense? David, take us home. Okay. So for defense, it's somebody I've already mentioned. It's Travis Jay. I We have a, a pretty decent longstanding tradition here at Florida State of defensive backs who excel both at the college level, then get to the pros 
and are damn good pros. I think Jalen Ramsey is the number one rated quarterback in Madden this year. That's not a coincidence. Travis Jay, to me, you've seen flashes of him last year where he looks to me like he could develop into the kind of first round pick, the kind of imposing presence at the safety position that we haven't seen since Derwin, I don't think. So I'm excited to see his development and see if he can live up to the potential. Not only I think, I think a lot of people think he has that potential. On the offensive side, I think I'm most excited about DJ Williams after that spring game. That just that running style was just so exciting to me. And I know it's a lot of people struggle to get excited about somebody who runs with a power back style because, you know, Devontae and Dalvin and Cam, they were guys that could run with power, but damn it, if they couldn't break one. I don't think DJ's that guy, but he's the kind of guy that is going to hit somebody really damn hard every time he gets to the line. And that's the kind of guy that I love seeing at the court, at the running back position. So give me those two. I expect big years from both of them. Even if DJ's not starting, I think he's going to have some runs that just make you go, whoa. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, frankly, they might be short runs. Like he's the kind of guy that he'll get like three yards. I think the way he's going to finish on someone is going to make you go, whoa, that was interesting. Drake, <laughs> who you got for us? Who's your number one offensive guy and who's the number one defensive guy you're most excited about? For, I'm going to start with defense like Dave did. I'm also going to pick a defensive back. I just am so high on Jamie Robinson. Just like I have a friend of mine who's a South Carolina booster, and he was probably super sad to see him going and watching a lot of his tape that he – it's not the only the fact that he, he raises the floor and the ceiling of the talent of that room. I think he also he brings a veteran leadership that we really, really need, and we haven't had a sense of LaMarcus Joyner in that, back, in that defensive backfield. And that's something that we really needed really badly, especially with our DBs for the past few years not reaching their full potential. And I think this might be the finally the year that actually we, we not only reach it, but we break through and actually probably have the best defensive back room in the country. You can quote me on that. And then for offense, I like the DJ Williams pick mainly because I watched him play a lot of Auburn with the only reason why he's here is because of Tank Bigsby, who probably is going to be a first round overall pick, not an overall pick, sorry, first round pick in the, in the NFL draft. But I'm going to give some love to the big boys up front. I am actually super, super excited for my fellow unit, Mr. Dylan Gibbons out there at the right guard spot. When you commit and then when you graduate wearing Cartier sunglasses at your graduation at Notre Dame, I just got to show you love with that. And I think that he's definitely going to bring bring some sort of camaraderie. And he also teamed up with Devontae Love-Taylor, who's going to bring a, a maturity level that the, line, the offensive line, you know, really needs. Because a lot of them started, you know, right as freshmen. And you started off as freshmen with a very, very bad team and also with two different offensive line coaches that is not conducive to actually, you know, developing well. And now with them, and Alex Atkins, I can see Dylan Gibbons, you know, leading the charge on that. So give me, give me the big, give me some of the big uglies, man. Yeah, I think for me, I'll go offense to defense. I think who I'm most excited for on offense is Malik McLean. I'm really excited to see what he can bring at receiver. We saw a huge flash from him in the spring game, and that's the position where there's the biggest question mark. I know Andrew Parchment's getting all the preseason love. He he should. He's a bona fide, proven thousand yard receiver over in the Big Twelve with Kansas. But I think Malik McLean is going to be one of those people where we're not talking about him a ton now, but we're going to be talking about him a lot come October, November, and December. And I think on defense, I already said it, Fabian Lovett, I'm, from what I've heard, I'm really excited about the, the mentality he's bringing. I think last year, he only had two starts. He saw a lot of reserve action. He still had 14 tackles. He was behind a highly heralded group uh, defensive tackle in Marvin Wilson. I think once he finds kind of his rhythm and if he gets that number one starting spot, I, I really expect a lot from him on the inside. So he's who I'm most excited for on defense. Gentlemen, 
This has been a wonderful, uh, wonderful afternoon spent with both of you, as always. All of you at home, thank you so much for listening to us. We love hanging out with y'all just as much as we love hanging out with each other. I guess that's not a super high bar. We love hanging out with you more than we love hanging out with each other. We'll be back bright and early tomorrow as you're, as well, Wednesday, as you're listening to this. And again, we'll be here all week. So make sure you follow. Make sure you rate us five stars. Tell us what you love. Make sure you subscribe if that's what your platform does. And make sure that you tune in tomorrow to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max. That was Drake. That was Dave. Take care, everybody. KZ for Heisman. KZ for Heisman.